Hey beautiful soul, this is the Menopause Coach Podcast with me, your host, Adele Johnston. I'm helping you create a vibrant life of joy and happiness without your menopause stealing your personal power and sass. Together, we're making menopause mainstream. Increased body hair. Again, we might notice that we're getting darker, thicker hairs. We may be developing hairs in places that we've never had them before. Welcome back to another episode of the Menopause Coach Podcast. This is going to be an amazing one for many of you. And for others, you might be thinking, I don't know how this is relevant, but I encourage you to stick around because there is always some information that you are going to take away that just feels abundant AF in your menopause journey. So progesterone intolerance is a question that I've been asked a lot recently, both by clients, but also by PTs, health coaches, business coaches, life coaches that drop into my DMs that are supporting you beautiful ladies out there in this gorgeous, vibrant world. And they want to ask the questions around, is this a potential? Is this possible? I've also written a guest expert blog on this topic recently, and it just feels abundant to be able to come here and share these key steps for knowing what progesterone intolerance is and how you can, if you're impacted by it, support your body. So there's approximately 10 to 20% of women that are progesterone intolerant. So if you're here, as you either already know that you are, or the title caught your eye, I see you, or you suspect that you might be progesterone intolerant, and you're here to listen in and absorb, I also see you. You're going to take away some excellent information to help your next steps in your own journey or the journey for either a loved one or a client that you're here to learn for. So let's look at what progesterone is. So progesterone itself is one of your female sex hormones that during perimenopause, which is the stage before menopause, it starts to decrease, much like our known sex hormone estrogen. Progesterone decreases as well. So progesterone is made from the corpus luteum, which basically means yellow in Latin. And I did have to Google that. Let's not get excited and thinking that I know Latin. I do not. It was German that I studied at university alongside business. But I digress. So corpus luteum basically means yellow in Latin. And it's completely normal. It's a normal cyst that forms on the ovary every single month in women of childbearing age. And this cyst is actually a group of cells inside your ovaries that form during each menstrual cycle. Then the corpus luteum appears right after an egg leaves your ovary, which we know as ovulation. So basically during your menstrual cycle, during your ovulation section of that or element of your menstrual cycle, we have the corpus luteum that forms and it's a completely normal, healthy cyst. It's meant to be there. It's meant to do what it does. And progesterone is a precursor, which means it comes first in the adrenal cortex. The adrenal cortex is the outer part of your adrenal gland and it produces hormones that support vital organ functions and bodily processes. So a little bit of a lesson before we continue on this one. But why is all that important? Well, it's important for your sex steroid hormones. And these are testosterone and estrogen. Also, your cortisol and also for aldosterone. So aldosterone is what helps control the balance of water 
and salts in the kidney to help keep sodium in and release potassium from the body. So again, just recognise that this whole process is not just a one thing and done. It has this knock-on effect and it has this beautiful symphony around the body that actually progesterone is really important. So what we have to bear in mind with the last part I've just filled in here, I suppose, which is really important to note, that because aldosterone is super important for us for balancing out our water and salt ratios, too much aldosterone can cause high blood pressure and it can cause a buildup of fluid in the body tissues known as either water retention, fluid or an edema. That's super important to note because we do find that a lot of ladies can become quite bloated or fluid retention during our perimenopause and menopause stages of life. So progesterone is therefore a very needed hormone and it must form part of your HRT if you still have a uterus or a womb in place. Yet some women are in fact intolerant or sensitive to it in their HRT treatment. So let's cover what progesterone intolerance might look like for you. And if you're experiencing any of these symptoms and haven't already done so, please link in with your menopause support or your medical professional to discuss further. So some of the symptoms you might experience if you are in fact experiencing progesterone intolerance may be breast tenderness. And this one can be quite difficult to diagnose from source because we also appreciate that it can be down to other hormonal changes. It may be down to your menstrual cycle and it may also be down to your estrogen levels. But breast tenderness is one to note. GI disturbances or gut issues or gastrointestinal issues, anything to do with your gut if you recognise that you're maybe feeling a little bit off in the gut region, if you're maybe feeling that you're not absorbing nutrients or foods as best as you possibly have done in the past. Again, noting that this one can be down to other imbalances, but we're looking at this from a progesterone intolerance perspective. So GI disturbances which can also then have alongside of that bloating. You may experience bloating, flatulence or wind. You may also experience an increase in appetite. And this is another one to note. So again, that insatiating feeling of I'm not full, I'm never getting satiated with the foods that I am eating. Tiredness. And again, we're kind of thinking of this breast tenderness, GI disturbances, bloating, increase in appetite, tiredness mood changes or even skin changes can be quite common. And we also have a few that if we look at it from having a bit more of an androgen impacting symptom, so if we think testosterone is one of your androgen rich hormones, again, oily skin can develop. So you might recognise that you've maybe never been impacted by oily T-zones or oily skin. You start to notice that you are all of a sudden. Increased body hair Again, we might notice that we're getting darker, thicker hairs. We may be developing hairs in places that we've never had them before. You might have weight gain. You might have, again, these mood changes that we've talked upon. So you might be thinking, well, hang on a minute, Adele. <laughs> this sounds a lot like perimenopause. So how do we tell the difference? How do we tell them apart? Well, that's the billion pound question, isn't it? I don't actually have an answer for you for that question as a blanket response, or a solution really, but it would require a bit more of a one-to-one -one investigation and be able to then know how to support better with the symptoms 
where they're originating from, where you are in your own journey, etc., etc. But something that we do know here is that different women respond to progesterone differently and not all women will experience these aforementioned symptoms. So again, 10 to 20% will experience some form of progesterone intolerance or sensitivity. And these symptoms mentioned, you may find that you have them all or you may just find that you have one or two. But it's worth noting that not all symptoms are as a direct result of your perimenopause, albeit, okay, and this is where it does get a little bit kind of complicated, albeit there's a higher possibility that it's perimenopause than progesterone intolerance. So I think it might help if we look at what we mean by the types of progesterone. So if I was to mention that there are two main types of progesterone, I think that this is where we get to be really empowered in the knowledge that we then take away from today's episode. So the two main types of progesterone, and I think it's important to cover this so you're clear on what they are called and what they do. We have progesterone and we have progestogen. Okay, progesterone and progestogen. Now, progesterone is body identical. It's a body identical hormone, meaning that it's identical in structure to the natural progesterone hormone produced by your ovaries. It's derived from the yam plant. And many of you, if you're based in the UK, will know this hormone replacement therapy or HRT preparation as euchogestan, as your micronized progesterone preparation. For our ladies that are listening in the US or Australia, you will know this hormone replacement therapy preparation as Prometrium. And they're basically the same thing. They're just different names, but they are manufactured by Besson's Healthcare. So the same manufacturer, same preparation, just a different name. So when we think of progesterone, we have this body identical, micronized version, which you can then obtain through your medical professional or menopause support. And for those of us in the UK, Euchogestan. For those of us in the US or Australia, Prometrium. Then if we think of progestogen, progestogen is more of a synthetic. So created chemically, structurally different to the progesterone that your body produces. But again, I don't want you thinking, oh, well, that sounds horrendous. Why would I want to put something synthetic in my body? We've got to look at this from This one is more licensed, let's use that terminology, as a type of progesterone or for this one in purpose, progestogen for contraception. And there are many different types of synthetic progestogens and symptoms of intolerance are much more common with synthetic progestogens than the body identical micronized progesterone. So synthetic progestogens have been found to have a small risk and it's important we note this, of things like blood clot or heart disease. And I did debate whether to mention this one, but we're in a trust space right now and I value your knowledge, your complete knowledge and transparency within these podcasts are super important to me. So being inside my space of value and integrity, it's important that I do share that there is a small associated risk with this form of synthetic progesterone with breast cancer. But it is worth noting, however, that these risks are very small and your actual risk of such diseases depends much more, I mean like way more, on your overall health, your own genetics, your weight and your lifestyle habits. All of which, if you're here with me today, 
and you've been with us for a while, you already know the benefits of my proven three-step process and method, the reclamation formula. And if you're following that, you are covering the foundations of health beautifully. So we move on. And if you're not following it, please do come and find me on Instagram. The link is in the show notes as always, and we will sort you out. So unfortunately, progesterone or a progestogen intolerance, um, the symptoms are very common. The symptoms, I suppose, a very common reason why women decide to stop taking their HRT. So if we think about the purpose of the majority of the HRTs that we have available, we would then have the option of a body identical micronized version of progesterone, which is our Uchigestan for us in the UK. And understanding as well, Prometrium for those in the US and, and Australia, but understanding as well that we then have other options available to us that fall within more of the contraceptive space, but also do make for a very good HRT preparation. So again, we have the Marina Coil, for example, which has a progestogen, not a progesterone, a micronized version. So it's important to note these because we get to then have choice, ladies. And this is what's important. Choice in everything through empowerment, through knowledge. So unfortunately, yes, the progesterone intolerance symptoms can be a very common reason why women decide to stop taking their HRT as the progesterone or progestogen, depending on what you're using, that element of the HRT can make you feel quite unhappy for 10 to 20% of you and make you feel very out of balance with your body and self, which is exactly not what we want happening, right? So if you suspect that you have progesterone sensitivity or intolerance to it, please speak with your menopause support or medical team and raise it and discuss with them before starting or stopping any type of preparation. And I'd also like to take this opportunity to highlight that some studies have discovered that where progesterone intolerance is suspected, this can sometimes be down to the poor compliance with HRT use and the dosing being unconsciously altered by the woman. So, if, for example, I said that you know, you've forgotten to take your required dose, it can happen. And then you either double up on that. I've heard of some women doing this. Or you have a more stop-start application strategy. Then this poor compliance can lead to challenges and therefore symptoms that can be quite difficult for us as menopause support specialists to be able to guide you on when we believe that you're on a preparation following that preparation guidelines if you're not, you need to be open and honest with us so that we can then suggest some alterations or changes where needed. Something else to note here is the challenges that we face whereby progesterone intolerance can present, like we've suggested, much like perimenopause symptoms. So considering that if you are experiencing any of these symptoms mentioned, and I've recently started using the Marina Coil, for example, for your contraception, it's worth noting the changes you've been experiencing and being aware that the increase in progestogen, so the synthetic form of progesterone in the Marina Coil, can have an impact on this for you and you may very well be more sensitive to the effects of progesterone in this form. So, you do have the option if your progesterone is for HRT purposes, then considering micronized progesterone, which is more body identical in the form of Uchigestan or Prometrium. 
or you even have a new oral combined HRT solution, which is new to market relatively, called Bijouve. So again, speak with your menopause support for further guidance on these alternatives. And like everything, it's so important that you yourself know your body well. It's not enough for you to expect that your doctors or specialists will tell you what to do. They are not your body's owner and this is your responsibility to care for yourself. So please don't live this abundant and beautiful life thinking others are going to do all of this for you. That's pretty downright neglectful in my opinion. If your own body, your own health and your own autonomy to make decisions on your own North Star for health and happiness isn't a top priority for you. If you feel that you're unsure, then absolutely your GP, your medical team, your menopause support team are there to help and guide you, but not there to do everything for you. That's so important. So please open up to become a bit more of a sponge in this field, to absorb the information being shared here, to absorb on other podcasts, on audiobooks, on readable books. All of the things that can support you with your journey are so vitally important because it's in that empowerment of knowledge that you then get to make the decisions that are right for you, not just be told what you need to do. It's about being empowered to understand what you need to be able to do. So if you suspect that progesterone intolerance is something you are experiencing from this brief overview that we've covered today, then make an appointment with your menopause support team or doctor. And beforehand, I would encourage you and invite you to answer these questions. They're going to help you to be able to move forward and appreciate a bit more clarity. So number one, and these are going to be based on a scale of one to five, just to keep things simple. One being terrible, five being exceptional. How would you rate your overall health and why? Number two, how would you rate your life happiness and why? Number three, how would you rate your nutrition and why? And be honest here, it's just yourself that you need to be completely open with. If you're not sure, then leave it blank. Number four, how would you rate your lifestyle and why? And this includes things like, are you are you doing enough movement? Are you showing up for things that bring you joy and happiness? Are you allowing yourself self-cares? And then number five, how would you rate your mindset and mental well-being and why? So number one, how would you rate your overall health? Number two, how would you rate your life happiness? Number three, how would you rate your nutrition? Number four, how would you rate your lifestyle? And number five, how would you rate your mindset and mental well-being? And each of them asking why when you make your rating. You're going to have a better clarity on the areas of your self-care that you now need to go focus on because all of these areas are yours to focus on. They're not up to anybody else. And if I can leave you with this loving piece of direction, it is this. You get one body that's 100% yours to look after. And as soon as you become an adult and are capable of looking after yourself, it's your responsibility. And if you're not looking after yourself and wondering why you're feeling, you know, insert problems, insert challenges here, I urge you to ask yourself these questions and get uncomfortable with the answers so that you can hold yourself in account 
to move forward and seek the support that you need to get started on your new pathway. And if you know you want and need help, we have a brand new opportunity for you to be part of and welcome your inquiry. So hit the link in the show notes and leave us your details so we can share the information and the next steps with you. And as always, it's such a pleasure to be here with you each week. If anything shared today has triggered you, allow it to. Let it sit with you and allow that to fuel what happens next for you. You are amazing and I am so blessed that I get to be here with you. So please go ahead and leave your episode review and we will see you next time. I truly hope this episode has sparked something vibrant inside of you. I ask only one thing. To help keep these episodes coming, please subscribe and share with another in your life. That's how we reach more women worldwide and we help them step into their power. Because together we are working to remove any of the stigma and taboo that surrounds menopause. This does not need to be a daunting, a scary, a taboo time in anyone's life. So together, let's make menopause mainstream.